How can we as entrepreneurs create and grow an online business that generates consistent income so we can live a comfortable lifestyle without working crazy hours? This podcast is designed to answer that question. I'm your host, Haley Burkhead. Thank you for tuning in and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hi, Haley here. I am so excited that we get a chat today over my May income report where I made uh, $66,332,000. I want to go over this with you in a way that we usually do, which is one, tell you things that went wrong, (laughs) things that I definitely made mistakes on so you can avoid them, and two, things that I actually did well so that you can follow what I'm doing that's actually working. So, before we go ahead and just dive into this income report and how I actually made um, my May income, I want to say if you're watching and you're saying, Haley, right now I feel like my business is in survival mode. I, I really want to attract client leads on autopilot. I really want to make sure that I have that consistent income rolling in without having to work all these crazy hours or without adding a ton more to my schedule, right? If that's kind of what you're going over, I have a solution to that problem, which is my free training at scalabilitylounge.com slash free. So right now, if, if you're If you're feeling the feels, if you're like, I really want to create consistent income, go ahead and watch that free training and sign up. Trust me, you will not regret it. It is such a good training. I know I'm the one that created it, but I'm very proud of it. (laughs) So go to scalabilitylounge.com slash free to go grab your free seat. Now, I have to say, I learned a lot this month, like a lot this month. Uh, The big thing is I learned to trust myself, which is a recurring theme. In, in this in this past year is learning to actually trust myself to make big decisions that don't lose thousands and thousands of dollars. And I have, if, if you've uh, listened to my November, December, January income reports, you know I have made mistakes in my business that have lost tens of thousands of dollars, right? And, that, and that's part of business. You make mistakes, you learn, you grow, you fail, right? But This has definitely been a big core of my learning experience is learning to trust myself. So in the month of May, I hit half a million and I had an entrepreneur midlife crisis. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I, I decided I couldn't trust my intuition and I paid someone a lot of money, uh, like over $10,000 to help me when in reality, they just echoed what I was already in my head thinking. I should have just trusted my gut. Now, this, I mean, I, I'm glad I hired this part and it was nothing against them at all because they were amazing. It was just an experience that made me think, why don't I just trust myself? <laughs> you know, like, why do I, I see a recurring habit in my life is I start feeling like other people have solutions when I already know the solution myself. I'm just making excuses. I'm just overthinking it. I'm literally paralyzing myself and self-sabotaging myself. And that's a habit that I see come time and time again in my business. And if you have not experienced this, then it probably means that you're playing safe in your business. It probably means that you're not up-leveling like you should. Because trust me, you will experience a cringe-worthy up-leveling process and have uh, that kind of up-leveling experience if you are getting outside of your business comfort zone. And so when I hit half a million in 
And I realized that I started self-sabotaging my doing this. So the, and this is exactly what I did. Okay. I had an entrepreneur midlife crisis about the name of my company because, you know, we were named profit planner, but then I realized, I don't know if I said this on my last income report, but I'll say it again, just in case I didn't is I realized that people, but if they haven't met me at all, they think that profit planner is either a physical planner or it's an accounting thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like the best business system you could ever use in your entire life. But what I realized was I needed a name that was scalable. And so I went to you guys and we came up with the name Scalability. And so we trans we're transitioning everything to be called the Scalability Lounge. And our signature method is called the Scalability Factor. And that is what helps like the growth-oriented businesses grow quicker. Well... So anyways, what I did was I kept going back and forth. I'm like, should I change the name? Should I not? And I was, okay, I was completely overthinking this. I was being such a perfectionist. It was not very helpful. And I was paralyzing myself. And during this time, I legit stopped pretty much everything. I just paused my, my company's growth for weeks. And I was on the phone with my friend after I came back from LA and I was telling her this. And I was like, yeah, I basically paused my company for two weeks. And she started laughing because she thought I was joking. <laughs> and then, and then she realized I wasn't joking. And then she said, oh my gosh, are you being serious? Did you actually pause your company for two weeks to figure this out? And I was like, yeah. She goes, what are you doing? Everything was working fine. Just let it keep working and then make the decision as it keeps working in the background for you. And I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're, you're right. And she goes, Haley, you realize how crazy that is, right? And I started laughing. I guess, I guess it is. I guess it was crazy. Sometimes we don't make the best decisions when we're deciding based on fear and we're trying to be a perfectionist and we are, yeah, we're just overthinking. And that's what I was doing. I was completely overthinking this decision when in reality, I know I need to change the name. Multiple people have told me this is confusing. I have no idea. Okay, cool. I need to change. So because I don't want any confusion around my brand. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay, this just remind this was not on my list to talk about, but this just reminded me. So whenever I did pay the person that I was as helping me out this month with this, he, they said the best thing. That was literally the biggest light bulb moment I think I have ever had in my entire life. I'm not even kidding you. So we had like these these big, you know, wall post-it notes or whatever. And at the end of our meeting, they said, I know what your biggest fear is. I said, okay, what is it? He goes, you're so afraid of being misunderstood. I said, you literally just nailed me. It's exactly what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of being misunderstood. I hate the feeling that people don't understand me at the core of my being. I hate it. And what they said was, he said, that's why this name is such a big deal for you. It's because you hate that people see the word profit planner and do not understand what you're talking about. I said, yeah, that's exactly it. And they said, so you're putting way too much emotion in this decision. I said, yeah, you're probably right. And they said, listen, you, you think that if someone doesn't understand what your business name is, then you immediately get triggered and you think that they don't understand you because you've built the business. So now your fear, your root fear of being misunderstood is like on blast with thousands and millions of people. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. That is exactly, and then I started crying. Um, so that was basically that conversation, which was really helpful for me. It was a really big breakthrough moment because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I paused my company for two weeks. That's exactly why I was making these irrational decisions. It was because I was so afraid of people misunderstanding me. And I do this all the time in life with family, with friends. Like when I first started, my family had no idea what I did and I took it so personally that they did not understand what I did. I thought that that meant that they did not understand me as a human being. When in reality, they're two separate things, right? But that's what I did. That's how I take it. And we're dealing with that right now. Like with, with Creed quitting his job, it's the same thing. It's like, it's hard. It's really hard. And so then I get wrapped up in that identity, right? And then if someone doesn't understand that, then I get upset. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay says, and then I started crying. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how most of my stories end with emotional breakthroughs. I'm like, it was this big breakthrough. And then I just started crying. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, this is what I've come to realize is I did not, I have never really had a good relationship with emotions before. But these past few months have been so testing on my emotions and different things have happened. Uh, no, I don't want to say happened to me that have come to me. Right. And like with family, with friends, with life, with business. Oh, so many things with business, right? That's business. But like literally my whole entire life, things have been coming at me and I have had to real, I have had to learn how to handle my emotions in a way that is not super irrational. And, and that has been hard, but all these big breakthroughs, Lindsay, I've had these big breakthroughs with this and then I always end up crying at the end. And I've realized that it's like releasing all of the negative in it. Like crying is literally a release. It is releasing all of that trapped anxiety, stress, anger around that emotion. It's out. That's what crying is to me sometimes. And sometimes it's like a literally a two-second cry. Where I'm like, oh, that was a few tears. It wasn't a lot of anxiety, sadness, and anger. It was just like two tears worth. But sometimes... It's like 15 straight minutes of just crying and Creed just holding me. My husband, my husband's name is Creed. Creed just holding me and not talking and me just crying. You know, like when I got hacked, it was like I had a lot of sadness, anger, and resentment that I needed to cry out. So there are some things. Anyways, that's, um, I wish I would have understood that in business sooner. I really do. Because a lot of people try to separate life and business, but you cannot separate them. What happens in your life really feeds into your business. It's almost impossible to sell it. And I, I hated crying. I hated the thought of crying. I thought crying was weak. I did not want to be seen crying. And that, that was my uh, idea of crying. I wish I would have known that in business sooner is that crying was releasing all this stuff. You cannot run a successful business if you hold resentment and sadness and anger inside of your body. You're not going to make good decisions that way. So feel free to cry and release that. Feel free to cry. Release the fear. Release the anger. Release the sadness and resentment and all of that that's holding you back and paralyzing you right now. Okay. That was way off topic, but I hope that was helpful. <laughs> um, that was like a really big thing, though, that I realized this month. And, you know, that's just part of business. I'm telling you, business has been the best self-development journey because just a year ago, I was on survival mode. I quit my job with $12 in my business bank account, literally. And now we have over $100,000 in savings, $12 to $100,000 in business savings. That's profit. Like, we have made, I have made such a drastic difference. And with that switch, 
man, I have learned how to be a better human being and I am still not perfect. Like my husband can tell you, I am still not perfect. I am still learning on how to be a better human being and, um, and reacting to things better, making less emotional decisions and knowing when to handle emotions and when to not. Anyways, that's like a whole thing. Okay. So the second thing that, that was just point one, (laughs) point two uh, is I went away for a week and only worked 30 minutes. And I, and this is not something I am not big. If you follow my Instagram, you know, I'm not about working less just to work less. I think that is a BS. You know, it's not about the, uh, it's not about the amount of hours you work. It's about only working when you're inspired to work. And if you're not inspired to work, don't work, period, right? That's what I'm all about. And, you know, last week when I was on vacation, I usually vacations give me anxiety. Like literally people have said, you seem to go to the beach and drink a margarita. I'm like, you saying that just gave me anxiety in my body because I, that's not what I want to do. I literally, that is not what I want to do. Unless I'm with friends, but I don't want to just want to be by myself at a beach drinking a margarita. That's not my view of success. My view of success is being around people that inspire me and thinking bigger. Like, that's what I want. And, you know, some people will judge that. Some people will not. They'll say, oh, you're a workaholic. It's not that. It's just that that's not what I would want to do to relax. Anyways, that's like a whole other thing. But what I'm saying here is sometimes when I get on vacation or when I'm around, even when I'm around family, right? Sometimes I use work as an excuse to get away. Work is like, has always been my escape for things. And so when things in my life went wrong, or if I got in a fight or if like whatever it was, right? I always went to work because my business has always made me feel like superwoman. I'm not going to lie. Like it totally has, you know, you guys give me the best feedback. I feel like my business is such a positive space for me. I feel like I can truly be myself with my business. Whereas with other people I have hit, I've hidden myself because I feel like they wouldn't appreciate it. Like business has always been this escape and I have learned, I have had to learn how to not do that, which has been really hard because I built some really bad habits the past few years, but That's what my go-to habit is. And so this past week going on vacation was a real challenge for me. I I was thinking on the way up and I was like super emotional about it too. It's like this week I'm away from my business all week. I'm with my family. So how is this going to go? And I'm, I don't, this doesn't need to give me anxiety. And the whole week, I, I cannot tell you how good of a week it was. I did not want to work on my business. Usually I want to. I, I know I, I never really have to work on my business, but usually I want to. I didn't even want to. I was, I was loving just soaking up time with my family. And um, it was honestly the best. It was, it was the best vacation I think I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not kidding. It was the best. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't um, like I've seen my friends' vacations. Like They're usually like super fancy and bougie. No, that is not the reason why it was the best. I mean... The beach, like you couldn't even go to the beach because it, there was no salt water in the, in the ocean because of there was like this flooding and there was this chemical in the, like the ocean. It was crazy, right? So like it wasn't, it was who I was spending time with. Like it was so great to spend time with my husband. It was so great to spend time with my family and not feel like I actually wanted to work. So that was really good. And then on the way up there on the vacation too, I think that a lot of you guys are going to love what I'm about to say. Okay, so the third thing that I wanted to cover was I, I, oh my gosh, I listened to this quote by Brene Brown. If you don't know Brene Brown, you are missing out right now, okay? 
you need to go look her up right now and download one of her books on Audible and go listen. Uh, whenever you're showering, when you're eating, any down moment you have, listen, seriously, listen, it will change your life. So I have had to learn how to work on my emotions. As an Enneagram 3, that is something that Enneagram 3 struggle with is emotions. And I'm an Enneagram 3 wing 4. So it's like double whammy. Um, Brene has taught me so much. Okay, but this is one thing. She said, the opposite of play is not work. It's depression. I'm going to say that again. The opposite of play is not work. It's depression. Have you heard those quotes that's like work hard, play hard? As if it's kind of like you're balancing it and you're kind of having to do both, right? She says, opposite of work, opposite of play is not work. It's, it's depressed. You have to play. Play is essential. It's not like work or play. No, you have to play. Or the opposite of that is depression. It's emptiness. It's numbness. And, and that is how I see my life sometimes. Like I, especially being in the town, and I know I'm super open about this, especially being in this tiny town that I'm in, I don't have a lot of people that really understand who I am and understand me and appreciate me and my strengths and my weaknesses uh, because I, I live in a very tiny town where I'm, I'm kind of an oddball, you know? I'm like the black sheep, uh, which is fine, and I've met some amazing people here, but it's not like not the town for me, right? So I feel very lonely. And from that loneliness, I'm avoiding play. And I've realized that. I realized that last week is I get to be so lonely that I'm avoiding being playful in my life, in my marriage, in my business. And, and so I would sink into these depressive states where I, and I've been open about this too, like I'll binge eat, I'll binge Netflix. And like I talked about this on the last income report, when I'm talking about binging, I'm talking about like very unhealthy. And that is what I'm doing. And that's what I'm realizing, oh, I just need to start playing more. It's about having fun more. Like, like, what am I doing? I'm taking life way too seriously. Like, chill out, Haley. Stop being so serious all the time. And that's what I realized that I was doing. So anyways, Brene Brown, her I listened to her entire book, and I cried. I laughed. I emotionally was moved, and I felt every single word. I'm actually re-listening to it next week because it was just so good. Um, but this really hit home for me, and... I realized that so much of my anxiety was caused by being way too serious. And that was it. And I talked about, I've talked about before in the past income reports is using the word, like the phrase, oh, well, like <laughs> a lot, like if something bad happens, you're like, oh, well. And I used to do that really well. And I've kind of stopped over the year. And I need to start doing that again. I need to start saying, oh, well, <laughs> you can't control it. So you don't have to be so serious all the time about it, right? Like, let's just have fun. Let's make it fun. And that's what I need to do. So when I was on vacation, I said, okay, I'm going to do weird, childish things, and I'm not going to care what anyone thinks about me. So I was on the beach uh, near the ocean. I was, like, singing high school musical, pretending like I was a bird and flying, like, all these really random, weird things that I normally wouldn't do because I'm like, ooh, they're staring at me. But I did it, and it was so much freaking fun, and I acted like I was five years old, and I did not care what other people thought about it. I truly did not care. It was the best. 
it was the best. So um, if you need, I hope you needed to hear that because I definitely needed to hear that last week. So I hope that helped. And the fourth final thing that I want to talk about this month is that we are moving to Fort Worth in a few weeks. And oh my goodness, guys, I have manifested this. I know a lot of you believe in manifestation. I wholeheartedly believe in manifestation. I My whole life is manifestation now. I'm not even kidding you. When I quit my job, I visualized a house in Dallas. I have not, I have not always wanted to move there, but especially the past year or two, I have always wanted a house in Dallas or Fort Worth area because I, I don't know. I just always, I guess I just felt it. Like it was like an intuitive like gut thing. You know, like I was like, this is, this is the place for me. And you know, my husband grew up near Fort Worth and his family grew up near Fort Worth and part of his family is still there. And so I thought, maybe he would want to move there. And when I mentioned it, when I quit my job, he's like, nope, I want to raise a family here and win. I want to be here in Arkansas. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get a move here. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm, I'm going to still speak this into existence. I'm going to manifest this into my life where I can still have a happy marriage and, and live where I want to live. And oh my goodness, I did. Like it took a year, but I believed. I didn't give up. And it was emotionally frustrating sometimes, but I did not give up. And I went to Dallas on a business weekend vacation trip with my friend Jordan Gill. And I, I was looking at Dallas neighborhoods and I took a picture of this house that I really wanted. And I said, I will have a house like this in a place like this in a town near Dallas or Fort Worth, because I do not enjoy where I'm living right now. And I'm very thankful for the place that I'm living right now. And I'm going to come out of gratitude. I'm thankful for it, but I don't want to be here. I don't want to raise a family here. That's not where I want to live. And so I'm going to move because I get to control my life. I get to choose where I want to live. And so literally months after that, it was probably four to five months after that, um, Creed came home and said, okay, let's do this thing. I'm going to quit my job. We're going to move. No one, nothing's going to tie us down anymore. And I cried. <laughs> I know. Lindsay, like this is, this is another story that ends with, that I started crying. <laughs> um, but it was really crazy. And I honestly, I didn't believe it at first. Like it was, then it was weird for me to grasp my head around. Um, but now we're moving to Fort Worth in two weeks. And I want to say, you can speak anything you want into existence. You have complete control over your life, where you live, who you're with, who you spend your time with, who your friends are, how good your business is doing, how successful you are in life, in business, in everything. You get to speak whatever you want into existence because you have complete control over that. I want you to know that because that is, I literally in one year, guys, this is crazy. This time last year, I found out, I, I went from $12 in my bank account to th over $13,000 in May, this time, last year. And in one year, we now have $100,000 in our bank account, but also I'm making $66,000 a month. Like, what the crap is even my life? How crazy is that? And not even the money, because honestly, like, you get to a certain point, you don't really care about the money. It's more about, like, I get, I get the best stories about how I impact people's lives. I have the best job in the entire world. I love what I do every day. And it's, it's amazing. Like, I have this awesome life. I get to move. I, gotta, I, had, I had enough money. We saved enough money where we got to move to a house within a year. Both of us quit our jobs. Now we both have uh, salary positions at my company. Like, how cool is that? And I spoke all of that into existence. Because I had a simple thought and belief that it would happen. That's it. 
if you believe something, it will happen. Seriously. You, you attract things into your life through the way that you think. So be careful what you're thinking. Be careful what your intent is about your life. Because if you constantly think I'm a failure, I'm never going to be good enough. You will attract things into your life that are those things around those stories. Do not speak to yourself that way. Do not have those thoughts. Be positive, be uplifting, be empowering to yourself, be motivating because that's what's attracting the right things into your life and, and changing things for the better. I know a lot of you have children and a lot of you um, have families that I don't have kids right now, but a lot of you do. And what's so great is that you can create wealth and I'm not talking about just financial wealth. I'm talking about just joy, like pure joy. You can create wealth, emotional wealth, financial wealth, everything for your family in a year if you wanted to. It's all on what you want to do and what you believe you can do and not letting those negative thoughts. Oh my gosh. Okay. One last thing before I um, wrap up and I tell you about, you know, what we actually made, how we made the money. Okay. So there's this quote that someone DM me this morning. Unsuccessful people believe their doubts and doubt their beliefs successful people doubt their doubts and believe their beliefs. I'm going to say that again. Unsuccessful entrepreneurs believe their doubts. So like, I'm not going to be good enough. Right. There's that's a doubt. They believe that. And then they doubt their beliefs. Successful entrepreneurs doubt their doubts and believe their beliefs. Okay. Now let's move into how the heck did I even make this amount of money? And where is this money coming from? I have to say, we don't have a lot of income sources. So I'm finding the numbers right now. Here we go. Okay, for the Scalability Lounge membership, we made $26,738. That is how much our membership site was. Recurring Profit, which is a new program that we created just last month for service-based entrepreneurs that want to phase out their clients and scale their course or membership site using an evergreen funnel to 10K plus months consistently. Um, and, and we made $38,644 off that. And then, um, $950 for the call. Uh, we, I sometimes have a thousand dollar calls here and there for, I, I do not take a lot of them. Sometimes I can only take one a month, but I love doing them because I get to know you guys on a really deep basis. But sometimes I can take four a month. Sometimes I can only take one. It just depends. This month I had, you know, a lot of vacations cause it's summer. So I could only take one, but so calls 950 recurring profit, $38,644 and then membership $26,738. So, um, yeah, that. That's it. That's how we made our money. Three things. And really the bulk of the income was only two income sources. What does that go to show you? Don't create a crap ton of products because it's, it's useless and it's pointless and you're going to lose so much freaking money if you do it that way. You're going to make your business so much harder than it has to be. Don't do that. This has been the easiest scaling of a business. And I've scaled so super fast and I would not have been able to if I ran my business the way most people do, which is adding more products uh, just to make more money. So yeah, that, that's the wrap up of, of how we, where the money came from and all the big lessons that I've learned this month. Guys, it's all comes down to your beliefs. And I want you to know that if you don't have a lot of people believing in you right now, I didn't have a lot of people believing in me either last year. And I believe in you. I believe in you because you're following me 
and you want to impact people. I know the people that I attract, you want to impact people. And I love you guys so much and I'm here for you. I know I like respond to so many Instagram DMs every single day. DM me if you ever need anything. I am here for you. And if right now you want to start creating consistent income in your business without adding more to your schedule, I have a free class for you at scalabilitylounge.com slash free. It's in the description above. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not able to watch the video, just go to scalabilitylounge.com slash free. It's a free training that is, is focused specifically on creating consistent income without adding more to your schedule. I know a lot of you are working crazy hours right now. You're like sitting here working over eight to 10 hours. Someone messaged me and said they're working 16 hours a day consistently, seven days a week. Like that's just not sustainable. You do not have to work so hard in order to get the money. And this is not a method. What I'm teaching with the training is not like a how to work less and make more. It's not about the amount of hours you work. It's about working when you're inspired. So if you want a business that allows you to work when you want to, not because you have to, sign up for this training, scalabilitylounge.com slash free. Seriously, it is the, the number one class. This is a very unique approach to business too. This is not normal. So go to scalabilitylounge.com slash free. I will see you at the class. I'm so excited. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this income report. I really appreciate you guys um, watching as I grow and like being a part of this journey with me. I really appreciate it. I, I've, I loved going, I've loved going on this journey with you and, and, and you helping me grow and you guys helping me through things in life and business as, as I keep scaling. This is, this is a team effort. This is totally a team effort. So thank you. I love you. Have a really great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me today. You are incredible for raising your hand to being a CEO and not settling for the hustle-heavy lifestyle of the modern-day entrepreneur. Now, every single month, we have an Amazon gift card drawing for the amazing entrepreneurs that leave us a review on iTunes. Leaving a review helps us get in front of more people, which allows this movement to spread wider and grow faster. So leave a review right now. Drop what you're doing. Leave that amazing review so that you can win the chance to have an Amazon gift card. And also just thanks for sharing this show or this specific episode with a friend or just sharing on Instagram stories. You are helping us accomplish this mission of giving more entrepreneurs control of their time and control of their money. You play such a massive role and I appreciate everything you do. I will talk to you very soon on the next episode. And until then, keep killing it.